0: Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 83rd edition of the PJ Archive. It's an interview I did with the brilliant and highly entertaining American singer-songwriter, actress and activist, Cindy Lauper. I met Cindy in London in 1989, when she released her third studio album, A Night to Remember. Are you always pleased with the rounds, or are you particularly pleased with this one? I I love this one.
1: Uh, because it's the first time I've had like a train of thought that goes through the whole record it's the first time that the lyrics are like every song has good lyrics to me in it I mean there's a song one or two that I could have like done a different line Mm -hmm. I think you know but for the most part I think that they're right up there with the best stuff Mm -hmm. I mean I love Heading West my favorite song one of my favorite songs I've ever done
0: Did you choose that to be the single, or do you not have much say in that sort of
1: thing? Well, I stayed a a very strong case on why I thought I drove all night, should have been the first single, but I didn't fight for the second single because I didn't want to be, you know, a dirty rat, you know. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, like, they label you as, you know. No, nobody labeled me, but, you know, you feel like, you know, I don't know, that I just didn't, I was in the middle of doing a lot of things. But Heading West, I want it to come out because I love it. Do
0: you find it difficult to come up with new material all the time, or is it uh, becoming increasingly easy, or what?
1: Um, Well, when I write, I don't handle it like that. Um, Once everything dies down, I have a little time by myself. Then I start writing anyway. And then the process of it is very soothing. It's a great thing to just sit and write. And um, you can't do it when you're doing something like this, because it'll drive you crazy. But it is a great thing to sit and write.
0: You did. You went to Russia before this album. This is the last last time since the yeah. Russia. How much did that trip influence this album, this w- project?
1: Well, a night to remember. Uh, Frankie Prava came up to me, and um, that's when he played the tape for me. He had done the tape, and um, it was a track. And then he said, "You know, can we write? You know, you, I have this song I'm working on. A night to remember. You wanna?" I think Dave asked him to work if he wanted to work with me so I said okay and then I said well gee is it written in stone and I guess it was because it was named my record but um, it did have a lot to do because it did change the attitude when I came back from Russia I felt better about what I was going to do and I needed to get away from everybody and I needed to experience something totally different and I needed to just write without being hassled like you know. Well, you have to write a hit, you know, and I, I, just wanted to write, and I didn't want to go as Cindy <laughs> opera, you know. I just wanted to go as an artist.
0: Are you doing a tour on the strength of this album?
1: Or I did a tour. But
0: only I mean, not in, 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 in Europe, Europe, no. no. Right. No. What are you going to do about Europe?
1: I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, I am going to do a movie, so I don't know. I, I can do quick jaunts over here. You know what I mean? Um, gee, I would have loved to have played here. Uh, But we didn't get to it. I wanted to do South America because I've never done South America, and I did Southeast Asia, and I never done that, and I wanted to see Hong Kong before they closed it. And it was right after the time of, you know, that they had the problems, you know, and the students got killed, so, and they said, what students? You saw students? There's no students here. There was no students here. Would I lie to you? No, there's nobody here. No, that never happened. It was a figmentation of your imagination. No. <laughs> I'm only kidding.
0: <laughs> but how far ahead are you scheduled, then? And can't you fit in Europe next year or so? Uh,
1: probably in 19... 19- or, or 91. Stage.
0: When you're on stage, do you like doing the old hits when people are waiting for you to do? Girls just want to have fun, time after time, and all that sort of thing. You know?
1: Well, I like to do um, this time. What I did was, uh, I just used an acoustic guitar for time after time. I had been doing that. Because I had to do uh, something during the summer. And, um, you know, it's what it is all the time for me, because you're a solo artist, they always say, well, we have this band, we're doing this benefit, why don't you come? No, you can't bring the whole band, but yeah, you, know, you can bring somebody, you know. So all of a sudden, you know, it's bare minimums. So, you have to think, well, what can I do? It's a straight situation, I don't want to do that kind of thing, but it's a lovely cause, it's the lovely people, how can I do this? So I brought in my guitar player, Happy Cannon is a great guitar player. And uh, we played, And he played acoustic guitar and I sang, and we did True Colors and we did the beginning of What's Going On into True Colors, because it was AIDS benefit. And um, I started to at first, I thought to myself, oh, my God, I don't know. I'll give it my best shot and try and forget where I am. Don't be nervous and just throw it away and sing. Because, you know, if you get a rhythm with the person that you're with, then that, I mean, that's what music playing live is about, to catch the rhythm between each other. So that's what we did, and it worked. And then, of course, Patty LaBelle was there, so, you know, when we sang time after time, I dragged her around, and we were singing, and he was playing guitar, and that was it. And it worked, you know. So, when I played on stage, and we did time after time, I would do the whole first part just acoustic, and then come in with the band. Because for the people that want to hear the song the way it was, you gotta give them something. And for me, who wants to see what else I can do with it, you gotta give me something. So, you know, I was fair, I did it both ways. And in a song like Girls, that I usually do the arrangement and then bust out into my thing, and then bust back into their, you know, what they want. But it's it's fun, because the songs grow Mm -hmm. from from where you are, and you're not, especially the older songs, you're not going to play them exactly like the last band that you put together, because each musician is different, or you keep some of the same musicians, but the times have changed for them, they're different, I'm different. So you try and grow.
0: Apart from the variety of musicians you use and the variety of songs that you have, you have a variety of images as well which you come up with. But do you have a different look for each album? Do you have a special look for this album, for instance, that you didn't have for the previous ones?
1: Well, my hair's a different color. I had to change from the first record to the second record because everybody started to look like that. Mm-hmm. and Because of you? Well, yeah, but but what, what it represented Wasn't me anymore. It represented something else, and I didn't believe in what some of the that my image was being used for. So I changed it.
0: How much is usually image, and how much is you yourself? How do you feel at the time?
1: Well, when you put your clothes on today, didn't you do that because you felt like I wonder how much you do it. I'm selfish. I do it for me, and I do it for the way I feel.
0: Do yeah. you ever worry that your outrageous clothing or whatever will detract from you being appreciated as an artist?
1: If I couldn't sing and I couldn't write, I would. Fair
0: enough. Do you have similar influences in your appearance as you do as a writer?
1: Yeah, a million. A million. I love music. I'm a big fan of music. I listen to everything I can. When I travel around the world, I know. <laughs> I travel around the world and I... Try and listen to what's going on. You listen to like what's in the on the street, from the street. The pulse from the street is the most important, although this album that I did has a lot of ballads. It's what happened. It was the natural course of what really happened to me, so it was a true reflection of what I had experienced. I can only do what I really experienced, what I can honestly think. Because I don't want to sing a song that I have to be dishonest in. Mm. I didn't do that in my first record. I ain't doing it now. I ain't never doing it. So, you know, a greeting card song is okay if that's what you're into. It ain't what I'm into.
0: But do you dress or write to shock at all? To shock? Yes, to to be noticed, to get attention. No,
1: I... no. I write... This is how
0: you feel.
1: Yeah, and I try and write the best thing that I can or the best song. Because if you could write a great song, that's what you strive for as a writer, you know?
0: You seem to be very versatile. You don't just write, You produce and you design some of the your albums. And,
1: but no, because and it's, but it's me.
0: Right. You like to be versatile or you just are?
1: I guess I am. I, I can't, if you have a vision, you see it through, you. And I don't know, I just did. It just happened that way, that that's what I'm doing. And also for production, if you're sitting there and you're telling them what to play and you're talking about sounds and you want this guy and you talk about... it's not I like to have a partner. yeah I think that's... F- I mean, I just love the process. I think it's a wonderful thing. And do when you, you have you a favorite
0: though, of all this writing or singing or, is it, or are you going to gradually...
1: I don't know. I just go from day to day. I'm doing it. This is what I do.
0: do I'm well, an artist.
1: This is what I do. I can't cut off my arm and say, okay, now walk around, go ahead. You like it? Yeah, I love it, it's great, you know, I think I'll just use this hand now, you know, I can't.
0: you work with some of the great artists over the last few years, especially. Do you have a favorite amongst all those, or I mean, is there anyone you'd like to work with you haven't really?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I have to talk to them and ask them. Right. But there are great, great musicians. Is there
0: anyone you hanker after?
1: You mean, do I get a hankering? <laughs> Well, I'd like to work with David Byrne someday. I think he's wonderful. Great, great talent. There's a lot of things that I, I love to do. That I, I mean, I'm a fan of music. Every time I see, well, when I see my friends on TV and I know, you know, I'm like, oh, isn't that great? Look what they did. Isn't that great? Oh, didn't she look great? Or, you know.
0: Are you surprised these people want to work with you sometimes?
1: Yeah, you? shocked. What do
0: you think it is that makes you so successful?
1: I don't know what success is for other people. Success is when I get a great song and when I get a great vocal. Something that could last through the style of things. You know? Something that shows what what the time is, in some way reflects what the time is that I live in, but also has a timeless effect. See, that kind of music that kind of music is the kind of music I'd love to make, or that I try and make.
0: Your voice is a pretty amazing range, isn't it? Do you, have you always had an amazing range, or is it something... because you, your voice actually packed in at one point in time. Mm. Is this something you learned from when it packed in?
1: Yeah, the exercises on how to keep it mm. in shape. Mm.
0: Do you still find that a problem, or are you well in
1: No, strength? you do your exercises. Right. See, but the thing is, like, on each record, I used a different part of my voice, like on this record, A Night to Remember, I used a lot of my lower register that I hadn't used on the first and second on a Blue Angel record I did, but not on this stuff. And also I added in the sustained notes, the long sustained notes, um, which I used on my first record. So on a tour, I had practiced. Done the exercises for when I do like when I did true colors. I used the upper register of my voice a lot, and a little bit of the lower, but not like this one. So when you sing the lower stuff, there is different kind of thing that happens to you when you get tired, right? right? So your soft palate may get really hard, so and stuck. So you do exercises for that. Um, you need a lot of wuh in your voice. So you do the wuh exercises, yeah. you know. And then to balance out for the top register, then sometimes I would let um, the break, there's a break in everybody's voice, sometimes I would let that break happen so that I could find the harmonic, that if I did too much of the wuh, I would lose the harmonic. Or actually, once I did the exercises and balanced everything out, I had quite bronchitis in Hong Kong. And so then I sang with bronchitis for a month, and it was awful. And then I didn't have the harmonic. And then I kind of let it go, and didn't do as much of the wuh exercises, and did the upper register. And see, it depends on what you need to strengthen. But you always have to look at your voice and see what's happening, and then pick and choose. Or if you're not sure about this, I call up Katie, and then Katie will describe, well, you're doing singing a lot in this register, so try these exercises for that, and it'll bring, It'll you need more what so this is what you do. You practice on the W's or the O's. Or you need the E, uh, you need a thinner sound, so you practice on E. You know, I use my voice, and of course then if you put distortion in your voice, which is the rasp, that's not healthy at all. So then you got to do the E sound, and you got to reduce the swelling, because that causes swelling and shrinks your range. So, you know, it, that's how it is It's right. that's how you think you know after a while Can
0: I ask about
1: this film you're mm-hmm. you um it takes place in February the second week of February it starts I start training for it like when I come home because I have to learn swimming I want to uh, she's a real good swimmer oh, the part about? that I play oh, well, what's it about what's it called it's called Paradise Paved and it's um um like a murder mystery with comedy but it's Suspense, you, you know. you the
0: lead role? Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. And who else is there? I don't know yet because I've been here and in Chile and... <laughs> but um, they're talking to a lot of people. I know that they've casted some people, but I don't know.
0: It's your second movie, isn't it? Mm. Is it something you intend to go into in a big way, acting
1: now? Um, I like it, and I like to do it. Um, I know that it's a little taboo for rock and rollers to do acting, but, you know, I believe truly believe that it's the same people that told... That the faces change, the countries change, but basically it's the same people that say that you can't do something. Just like when I wanted to be a singer, and then people said, somebody's got to clean the fish, you know, you can't do that. Don't, don't think you're gonna do well, because you're not gonna do well. You know, so I didn't listen to them either. So, you know, I don't know, I like acting. I can't not sing. And I don't know how they'll develop together. I have not seen one musical I've ever liked, you know, except the old ones. But I don't want to do the old ones. No, this isn't a musical. No, that would be petrifying.
0: What other ambitions outside of music
1: do you have? You mean besides doing the movies and stuff? Uh, Getting a driver's license? You
0: haven't been past your test yet?
1: No. No, but it's a minor technicality. I'll get it.
0: Why did you go back to college a couple
1: of years ago? It wasn't college, it was I got a high school, school diploma. Why did
0: you do
1: that? Um, well, because they threw me out and they sent me a, uh, a letter about going to a party. And uh, when when I, I was having to be with my friend who were watching television and everybody was getting their honorary college diplomas. So, you know, me and my friend were laughing and, and I said, you know, they sent me this letter and they want me to go back for this party and she said, make him give you a, nullify the expulsion and make him give you an honorary high school diploma. So we laughed and laughed and, la- and so told Dave, and Dave called him and they were going to do it. And then I started watching a lot of television about how kids weren't graduating and how they don't know how to read. And, how, you know, and then I thought to myself, maybe it's a good thing. And then when I got there again, I was like with a cap and gown, being a real wise guy laughing, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then I seemed to notice that my mother was standing in the audience who had planned a graduation party and realized just how many years she was waiting for me to graduate, you know? And all the people there and, you know, although it was hilarious with them playing Hail to the Chief, I had a, brought a tear to my eye, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it, it just goes to show you, the more you learn, the more you earn, because look at where I am today.